And welcome to another edition of the Stoutcast. Bob Moffitt and Todd Moffitt at the California State Fair. And we have in front of us several multicolored tents. Some of them are white and red, some are white and blue. Those are kind of surrounding the outside. But in the middle, we have all of the different breweries that are here, a lot of them award-winning. We have Pico Brewing here, and we have Mike Brennan from Pico Brewing, who was good enough to invite us here to the event. Looking out here at the Sea of Tents, why is this a thing, and why is it such a good thing for Sacramento in particular? Well, think about at this point now, uh, California has over 900 breweries that are registered. That's more than any other state has in the nation. But even getting more micro than that, we have Sacramento, which has at some point now, I want to say arguably 78 breweries in the greater region around here. This event brings together people who all competed in the California State Fair commercial competition. That competition now has grown to over 1,600 entries from all of these brewers around California. We judged these back in early June, and these brewers here represent the best of what California has to offer. They come here to the California State Fair. Bottom line, this is what the, the best of California has to offer, and there's dozens of beer fests to go to every year. I make sure I get to this one because this represents, again, these are the guys who won all the awards. So what are we looking at just as comparing the amateur going up and sampling a beer to what you're looking at as a judge. Uh, you know, Mike, Michael Lewis, uh, the UC Davis program head, quintessential beer quality. Yeah. Did you serve an attractive beer that your consumer chased all the way to the bottom of the glass and feels a little disappointed that they forgot to buy a second bottle? That's a classic beer. That's a great beer. And so the only man I know who could possibly be competing with the top of the tent here at the Moraz Brewing Company tent is Mike Moore, who has a big long title with the California State Fair, but who I just affectionately refer to as the Grand Poobah. Mike, what's your title? <laughs> Competition Director and Lead Judge, California Commercial Beer Competition. All right, that's Mike Moore. They call him Big Mike because he's four inches taller than I am. Mike Moore? Get out of town. Five. Right, go ahead. Uh, what, what are what are we up to nowadays? I'm six eleven. You're six eleven. Yeah. Oh. Well. Anyway, don't, we're, yeah, we're, I was. I, we're I, I, hairs. I showed ahead. you like four inches. What are you looking for when it comes to stouts? What is different about judging a stout from another beer, or is there a difference? Okay, that's a that's a loaded question, but but stouts used to be porters, and porters comes from the general term for a three threads beer in London that made a London porter back in the 1700s. And it used to be named for the common man beer that they had beer called porter because the porters, you know, the people that got you off the train and stuff, they called it the beer called porter. It was a very low alcohol beer. And then Guinness got a hold of it and the water in Dublin is harder, more mineral content and pulls a lot more extraction of darker malts out of it. And it became a little bit more roastier, a little bit more acidic a lot more flavorful but the same low alcohol and in the 1800s that beer became stout and then that's what we know stout worldwide now european stout and american stout american stout has a lot more hops other stouts like imperial stout has a lot more malt so they're stronger but there's six seven eight nine different kinds of stout when we're, when we're judging them is there a, a protocol for stouts that are the same and or different? Well, they just follow the style guidelines. So we had four categories of stouts this year. We had dry stouts, which is your typical like uh, Dublin, English, I mean Irish dry stout, which is about 3.84%. Then we had sweet stouts, which is stouts like uh, McKeeson, uh, 
stouts that are filled with lactose, milk sugar, milk stouts, stuff like Bike Dog has. Those are sweet stouts. Then we have imperial stouts that are brewed almost to 10% strength. A lot more barley malt, a lot more esters, a lot more prune plum, raisin, but deliciousness, you know. And then uh, we had foreign extra stouts, which uh, Old Republic won this year for that kind of stout on the Resolute, which is a foreign extra. What it means is it's a stout brewed like in Dublin, but made for a foreign market so they could do a little higher alcohol. And that's a foreign extra. What are the basic things you're looking for with any beer when you're judging it, including drinkability? Drinkability, taste obviously, flavor, and then mouthfeel. See, unlike beer- And then marketability. Well, sure, which goes along with all those three. But unlike wine, where you like switch around spit, Beer has a definite aftertaste, and that aftertaste is is the CO2. It's the scrubbing part of the tongue and everything else like that. And so that's five points on the judging scale for that. So beer has a definite aftertaste. So I'm looking for high points in all those. That's it. All right, thank you. Thank you. Hi, we have a podcast called The Stout Cast. Oh, yeah? It's all about stouts and nothing else. All right, well, we got a good one. We want to go for it. You want to talk about our stout? I do. Oh, we've, got, we've got a stout to talk about. Bob Moffitt, that's Todd Moffitt. Okay, good to meet you guys. Uh, nice to meet you. So, uh, what's your name? My name's Ryan Augustine. I'm uh, part of the family ownership of the brewery. Um, we, uh, we're from Temecula, California, uh, looking our, to make our way up north as, as much as we can and uh, see if we can start distributing up here, if, if at all possible. And I uh, just wanted to kind of show Northern California what we have to offer. We've been in San Diego for the last uh, five years. This is our fifth year in operation. We've um, done a bunch of different things. We went from a brew pub, we grew up, now we have a production facility uh, in Murrieta. And uh, yeah, we're just trying to expand our our area, right? If you run into one of these, it's a silver can with like a black gear of garage brewing that runs through the middle of it, That's and it. then the milk stout at the bottom of it. So tell me about this stout. Yeah, so the stout, it's a, a marshmallow milk stout. Now, my favorite thing is to tell everybody that the marshmallows actually come from non-GMO, locally sourced, all organic marshmallows. Just yeah. kidding. There's yeah. no such thing really? as that. Yeah. Does it come up a marshmallow <laughs> tree? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they're, they're all locally sourced marshmallow trees. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. So, so uh, you know, we could have said it's a vanilla stout, you know, or something like that, but we wanted to mix it up and say it's a little different. And there's absolutely marshmallow aroma in there. You know, yeah. you get yeah. it. So oh, yeah. it, it's, it's just a... One of my favorite beers to introduce somebody to, yeah. because it just kind of really surprises everyone when they taste it. It's like, this is much different than I expected it to taste, and it's much better than I expected yes. it to taste. Yeah. It definitely has a s'more component yes. to it, yeah, it besides does. just the marshmallow. What else is in it? Uh, well, there, there's a vanilla bean, some uh, vanilla bean extracts. And to be honest, I don't. I think if I divulged everything, a guy or master brew would probably murder me. But um, there's some various things in there that that bring in that flavor. Yeah. Um, and then obviously there's the, you know, there's the lactose for the milk stout and that kind of stuff to give it the base. And then what's I guess what's the goal of the beer? I guess surprise people. To be honest, um, it's it's our number two seller almost all year round, and uh, it just to bring the wine drinker, the person who says they're not a beer drinker, into the beer world. And that's kind of part of our philosophy as a whole, is let's let's show people they can be a beer drinker, because there's far more out there than just um, 
you know, Bud, Miller Coors, or even just our straight beers, like our IPAs and, and our Hellas, there's more than just that. We can give you some fruit, uh, fruit offerings and marshmallow offerings, and let's get you to drink some beer too. You know, it's, it's kind of bringing everybody into the culture. And it proves once again that stouts aren't just for winter, they're also for summer. It is, absolutely. It's a, it's a light body beer. It's refreshing. It's not a huge alcohol content either. That's what I like about it. You yeah. know, some stouts just oh. over the top. Yeah, you know, Imperial like, Stout get yeah. a 9 or 11 percent, yeah. and it's nighttime. Yeah. That one's still pretty strong at 7.1 or 7.2, but uh, it's you can get by with it. Yeah. It's good, and it's still light and refreshing as well. All right, Mr. Augustine with Garage Brewing. All right, thank you, sir. Thank we you appreciate so it. And on we go. Very All good. Right. Yeah. Thanks a lot. All right. Yeah. So real, real quick, yeah. real quick. So now that we're a little ways away from the tent, <laughs> so let's let's just totally thrash this beer. No, no, no. No. What did you think? I, I think it's really good. No, you don't get it. It's mine. <laughs> you gotta taste it so I can Oh, you haven't? Okay. Um, I thought you had some. Um, I, I, it's good I, enough that you're holding on to it. You're not yes, sharing. Yes, I'm not sharing. Uh, well, the fresh marshmallow nose on it, that's a very difficult uh, aroma to pull off in a beer. So. Well, and, 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 they, and they got it, though. It's s'mores, like you said. They totally it's, have it. Yeah. A little sweet. It's an English sweet stud, obviously. It's got the body of it, though. The body's proper. I find a lot of brewers struggle with getting enough body in, in, you know, enough in the mouthfeel yeah. to call it a stout. It's like, did you make a porter? Did you right, make a stout? Right, right. And it's about mouthfeel. You right. have to bring that mouthfeel. Right. They did a nice job. Oh, the thing I like best about it is that it is as close to what you'd call a imitation vanilla or vanilla cookie taste as I think I've experience with a vanilla this is a vanilla stout it's a milk stout but it's a yeah. vanilla stout yeah and i'm not crazy about the vanilla stouts i just not but this is this is uh, as close to that imitation vanilla or the real vanilla taste that, I, that I'm, I'm always hoping for and never get so for that for this i gotta you know considering my disdain generally for vanilla stouts <laughs> i it's on the high it's on the high end it's very nice you're thinking it's not overpowering vanilla yeah good very good excellent <laughs> um very good to excellent. Well, my uh, my listeners' uh, selection for, uh, criteria for that is decide on what the proper serving volume is for a beer. This is this a beer that you pour in a six ounce goblet or a sixteen ounce pint, and whatever you decide. Is this the beer that does that? When you're done and you're taking the last sip, are you still enjoying it or are you choking it down? That tells you, is the flavor right? If you have a robust beer and it's a, a good full-bodied uh, full stout, you should be able to pour yourself a snifter of it and enjoy it. If it's supposed to be poured as a 16-ounce pint and you're at you know ounce number four and you're starting to struggle, you you, you overdid it. What, what's so, the size of this uh, little uh, Sacramento Brewers oh, Guild? Probably three ounces or four ounces. I'd say I'd say the ounce and a half I took is just about right for me. But again, that's it's a goblet. You know, a man's got to know his limitations, and I know. So, all right, where are we headed next? Uh, let's head over here to uh, Permit Drink Repeat from San Francisco. They are a small brewery. They only produced a, they're only going to produce about 300 barrels of beer this year. But they won five medals. So yeah. they've got two gold medals and three silvers, and they have a beautiful silver medal winning. Uh, it's their Patrick Stronghold Irish Stouts, 4.5%. It's a very lovely stout. Let's go check it out. All right, we are at the Ferment Tent, and we have Kevin and Shay England. England. And uh, Kevin is running. Tell us about the stout in one second. It did. It was a nice little Irish stout sometimes. So we have a small brewery in San Francisco. Do a lot of different styles and just uh, always have a couple dark beers on tap. And so 
a stout, a classic uh, thing we put out, you know, probably right around, uh, release it just at St. Patty's Day, just a four and a half percent classic little Irish stout, you know, just clean, well-made. We wish we'd found you while we were doing the St. Patty's yeah. Day Stoutcast because yeah. we ended up finding what three stouts from Scotland and one from Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> we couldn't yeah. find one. Yeah, from Ireland. I mean, well, we found Guinness, but I mean, yeah, but it's not. We don't have a nitro system. We're, we're a small seven little seven barrel brew pub, and uh, or not even a brew pub, just a tap room. Just uh, but just a simple malt. Just keep it really simple and clean, and you can get a lot of nice little roasty coffee flavors and just. People in the irony is in our neighborhood where we're located, you know, people still probably associate light beer with, or a low ABV beer with a light colored beer. And we're like, well, this is a four and a half percent, you know, nice little flavorful stout. And one of our selling points are people think they don't like dark beers. And my wife will always say, well, do you drink coffee? They say, yeah. And then you give them a little bit of this, you know, lower than 5% ABV stout, and they're just, they're hooked, they're, they're right into it. So it's a good little introductory beer for dark beers, I think, so. What neighborhood in San Francisco are you in? So we're in the Portola neighborhood, which is about coming north from the airport. We're about 10 to 15 minutes north of SFO Airport. We're right on the southern edge of the city. So if people are familiar with San Francisco, we're kind of sandwiched between Bayview and, and Bernal Heights, and it's called the Portola neighborhood. So. And the the goal was to make this uh, simple. Um, what are the, is there anything else besides coffee in it that adds? Well, there's a no coffee. It's no. just it's just a basic malt bill. I mean, just really just let the malt sing and like those dark roasted malts, some roasted barley. They just round it out and give you those, you know, coffee and chocolate notes you're looking for in a stout that's still. Low ABV, really easy drinking, but flavorful. You know, that's kind of the target when I was brewing it. So. Fantastic. Well, thanks for, thanks right, for the thanks time. Thanks for coming out to yeah. the best, Nicely guys. done. Good to meet you. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. classic. Classic yeah. Irish stuff. Go talk to OB Public, though. We will. Yeah. We're on our way. First place. It's really good. Okay. In that category. In that category, yeah. yeah. I really like well, it. What do you think the difference was? Theirs is a little more, uh, has a little more body. Like, I think as I drink them side by side, ours... That low ABV, the challenge is always to get that flavor and not have it too thin. I think our, ours is obviously within the style. I mean, it got it recognized with an award too, but I just really like the mouthfeel. Theirs is a little bit, feels bigger even though it's it's not. So it's just a nice, smooth, they have a lot of nice chocolate and coffee roastiness in it. It's just a nice beer. Like I drink them and go, yeah, I can see that's that's like step up the game, you know, keep moving toward that ideal dry stout, you know, yeah. that, that we try to do. So, Kevin and Shay England with Ferment out of San Francisco. Ferment, drink, repeat. All right. Yep. Thank you. Somebody got a 420 booth around here? Oh, jeez. The, the 420's confusing, like confusing. It's 428. What are you talking about? This is a. Uh, Good, but I know what he's saying on the mouthfeel. No, this is good, but I, I hear what he's saying on the mouthfeel. You know, it's a little thin, this, but it, it the, the, the flavor of it and is is classic dry Irish stout. Well, and if you like, if you don't like a lot of extra adjuncts, yeah, on, with your stout, if you yeah. just want malts, then right? Yeah, this is really simple. I mean, like I asked if there was coffee, but I was guessing just because of what he had said, not yeah. because I really was picking up anything besides. 
straight miles. Right. So right. I, you know, for what it is, I maybe I like a little extra, a little extra body, a little extra in it. But I, for what he's going for, I mean, very good. I mean, that's one thing I try to judge on is what are they trying to give me, and did they succeed? Mm -hmm. And I think, as far as what he was trying to give me, I think very good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Stout is a big category for us, but remember that we have you know numerous stouts. This is an Irish dry stout. Right. So let's go back and be his historians, and you go back to a time when, you know, before we were uh, you know drum roasting and, and doing our malts uh, in you know a furnaces. How did you dry your malts? And back in the day, in their day, you would do it in Ireland over anthracite coal. So you expect a drier, you know, you don't expect smoky notes on the stout. And that's what they did a nice job with this. Yeah. Um, stout always, you know, in my book, always means roast, roast, roast. And of course, we move up those stout categories till we get to the imperial stouts, the king of roast. But, you know, I get my nose in this glass and I get, you know, notes of cappuccino. I get some, a little bit of dark chocolate notes. Uh, it's almost like you went to the, you know, you went over to Temple Coffee and you got yourself a beautiful cappuccino. And those similar overtones are there. It's not a coffee beer, but those overtones are there. And that's what you're looking for in a classic Irish stout. All right. Onward, onward and in this case, upward a little bit to the number one. Let's go to the number one. Let's go over here. Uh, they're on this side down here a little bit. And then we take the alouette. down the row of tents, um, we went by Old Republic and they ran out of stout, but that's okay because we found Kyle Manigold and he has plenty of stout because he's a prepared young man and we that's appreciate right. that. Right. Morgan Territory is the brewing. You're out of Tracy, California. Yep. And what do we have here in our hands and tell us about it. Uh, that is our uh, grinding stone oatmeal stout. We've won uh, three or four GABF medals for that, a few World Beer Cups and uh, quite a few at State Fair too. Um, a lot of people come by the booth and are a little weary of the dark beer on a hot day like this, but it's not your big chewy over-the-top stout. It's about 5-6%, um, dry, uh, nice roast, kind of little chocolate notes to it. Um, finishes nice and clean and, and, and doesn't leave you with an overflowing mouthfeel. Um, yeah. What's your theory as you're creating a beer as far as the aftertaste? when to cut it off and how to do so. So I think one of the main principles of the brewery is drinkability for beer. Um, we do a pro-am every year where people um, submit hundreds of home brews and I say, well, we're gonna pick the winner but we have to brew it and sell it. So it's a beer that finishes succinctly at the end, finishes clean, and makes you want to take that next sip. I think a lot of people um, in the United States in general are hitting you in the head with a sledgehammer as far as flavor goes, because that's what we do here, right? But it's those nuanced light beers that really, I think, you know, you want to have that second pint, that third pint. Um, sort of. What are you expecting, Todd, when you hear oatmeal stout and what, it, what was delivered? There's choc good chocolate notes in there, though, which I really like. Um, I'm a bigger fan of the, the sweeter stouts um, rather than a dry Irish stout, but I think this is uh, I think this is kind of a quintessential oatmeal stout. I mean, it's not nothing over the top, nothing overpowering, some chocolate notes, some roasty good malt uh, stout flavors. Yeah, it's good. It's quality. So the goal is to identify not only what we like, but then to help other people identify what they like or what they might like based on what we like. And one thing that I try to do is identify what we should be expecting versus what we actually get. And with this, there's a there's a certain amount of bitterness to it, 
which I think, but there's not that kind of chalky yeah. taste to it. How do you get rid of the chalk? Well, some of it has to do with fermentation, um, what your, what your regimen is on that, and how you process the beer as well. So we, we filter all of our uh, dark beers for the most part, which, which gets a lot of that residual yeast and some of that uh, uh, other particulate that stays in solution, which can kind of lead to a grainy, chalky finish. Um, but again, I mean, the, the bitterness is actually accentuated by the roast and kind of astringent characters on that. So the beer like this has pretty low IBUs, but with that roast character can actually give you a perceived um, bitterness that's probably more related to the astringent roast character in the malt itself. In the it's, not a hoppy, it's not a hoppy bitterness. It's a, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a good point. But I, I taste what I, I can taste what you're what you're tasting. Um, but I don't think it's a problem. No, I don't either. And I wasn't I wasn't saying it was because I'm not real a big fan of that chalky kind of that, that scrape the taste off the tongue your uh, oh, exactly. the tongue, which I think is kind of gives some scouts a bad name. And I think it's interesting that you're able to get that that clean finish without, and also the, just the clean the clean texture mouthfeel throughout the. Yeah, I'd say almost sale. every beer that we do at the brewery when we're tasting it, you know, pre post fermentation filtration, it's about how does it finish? How does it does it leave you wanting more, or does it leave you remembering something you don't want to remember about said beer? I think that's that's how we approach almost every beer is the balance between those two things. Bob Moffat, Kyle Manigold, Kindred Spirits. Tell me about the, uh, is this available in stores? And if so, what does it look like? Or? Yeah, so this is the Grinding Stone Oatmeal Stout. Um, right now we haven't put it in package yet, but our canning line is being built right now, um, which should be shipping out in three or four weeks. And then give me a little time to learn it before I start putting beer on shelves. And uh, once we get it dialed in, we'll have uh, quite a few more uh, uh, brands available on the market. And uh, mostly Bay Area, uh, San Joaquin, Contra Costa, Alameda right now. Um, but with the new uh, expansion we're doing, we'll probably start breaking into markets uh, very soon. They took second in the in the dry stout category. And onward we go. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Enjoy. It's always good to see you. Thank you, man. You yeah, it was great. Yeah, you need to put them out there somewhere. Yeah. Everybody's staring at the beer. All right, so now that we're away from the tent a little bit, I stand by what I said. Excellent, very good, good. I'm gonna go with very good on this one. I'm very good to good, maybe. I'm not as big a oatmeal fan, oatmeal style fan, as I am like the the sweeter stuff, the coffee stouts and the, the vanilla stouts. Well, I, I think milk stout probably is where really where where I'm living for the most part, and so. You know, you gotta, you gotta, again, you know, trying to grade what they're promising you versus what they're delivering. I think what they're promising and what they're delivering is really good. And the whole thing with the aftertaste, if you like an aftertaste for whatever reason, some people do. I mean, mm -hmm. that's why they drink hoppy beers yeah. because they like aftertaste. Well, this doesn't have that. I mean, you know that you've got stout on your tongue certainly, but it's not annoying and it's no, and it's not bitter and it's like, oh yeah, that's that's what I had. And then it'll stick around until but, you have the next one. And but there's a bitterness to this that is that I actually like. I, you know, I, I think it's it's not it's very subtle, but it's there's a, there's a little bit of bitterness to to it. So. I think it's pretty well balanced. I think as far as the taste component goes, I'd have to say in the good range. I mean, it's very drinkable. It's enjoyable beer. Is it the best oatmeal stout I've ever had? Probably not. But it has one of the best finishes. 
So for that, I'd have to I'd have to put it at all told, I'd have to put in very good. Yeah, I think of all the beers we've tried today, I think that all of these stouts are sort of pretty close to what I would consider the standard for the style. We've got a good oatmeal stout here example that we just tried. We had the dry Irish stout that I thought was a very good example of a dry Irish stout, and we had a, a really good um, a marshmallow stout, vanilla stout, whatever they want to call it. Um, but I also thought, you know, it, it, it's to each their own on what they like, but I think each of these beers is a very good example of what the standard should be. Would you not agree with that? I would say so, and yeah. I think what I don't think we were have been surprised by anything in particular. Do no. we have any, is there, are there any others here? I have no idea. All right, we, well, let's wander around the backside okay. and find okay. out. All right. Well, we've gone around the track and I think we are at the end of Stout Country. So... Well, we haven't gone around the track completely. That's true. We, there are, that would be a mile trip. Well, there are horses on the track. So once you get out there, then we're going to be doing our next Stoutcast from the local jail where I'm going to be interviewing you through the Out of the hospital. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true, too. Yeah, as we get trampled by a stampede. If you were a horse race, if, if you were a horse, would you be on the inside or would you stay clear on the outside, like sneak around at the end? What would you, what's your theory? Well, obviously, what? wait, what? <laughs> All right. So the shortest distance between two points would be on the rail, All right. I'm thinking. All right. And so the question before the jury is? Which one would you take home with you if you could buy a six pack? And for you? For me, it's the Garage Brewing Marshmallow Stout. Don't be fooled by the name, it's a vanilla stout, but the marshmallow is, is a good, good name. It's a good moniker. I like the sweeter stouts, I'll confess. In fact, I'd, I'd like to go buy a six pack. They had it in cans, I was, I'm ready to take one home. I think for me, uh, I think I like Morgan best. Okay. Uh, it had a good balance. Uh, the finish was really good. Uh, the dry Irish, I liked. Uh, it may have been a little too dry. Um, yeah. with, without, that the object was to not have a lot of, a lot of extra character to it. And they, they succeeded in that, but I'd rather have something maybe with a little bit more in it. So, sure. um, so and then finally the vanilla, which for, as far as vanilla go, it was it wasn't bad, it wasn't bad at all. And and you know the first taste, if you're expecting vanilla, or if you're expecting a marshmallow, and you get a s'more, well then you know they've succeeded. So absolutely. All in all, though, it was a good day. We learned something. Want to thank Mike Brennan from Pico Brewing who wandered off long yeah. ago. We don't know what happened to Mike, actually. Yeah. So, until next time, for Todd Moffat, I'm Bob Moffat. Thanks for joining us on the Stoutcast, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, maybe we lied. Maybe we put down oh, eight bucks on a horse. Come Shit. on, number one, number one, number one. Ah. Another, well, wait a minute, what'd you bet? I did, uh... You did one, two, and... I lost on both, I won two, five, I lost on both of these. So I'm going to take my $55 and run. Yeah, loser over here bet, what, $2? But you won, right? No, I didn't win anything. I thought you had like separate Spitzers. I did, but he finished second. I had the number one horse. Oh, you had the one horse. Yeah, the number two horse won. Yeah, I thought the, I thought you had the number two horse. I'm sorry. So that's actually how the stout cast ends, is <laughs> Todd and Bob at the track, Bob losing his shirt, and uh, Todd walking away with a plate full of tacos and a uh, and a credit voucher for fifty-five dollars and twenty cents.
Thanks for joining us on the Stoutcast. Until next time.